This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by FrameBridge. Save hundreds of dollars by framing your own photos and art with FrameBridge. Prices start at just $39 and all shipping is free. Visit FrameBridge.com right now. And when you check out, use the promo code BCPOD and then you get 15% off your first order. That's FrameBridge.com promo code BCPOD for 15% off. In a world where you work with a pastor and the first time he ever heard of white privilege was today. <laughs> my, name is, my name is Toby Morrell, and this is the day of the news. Uh, oh, all right. I'll let y'all up oh, a little wow. bit, man. Let, be, just take a lesson a... from that. It, every joke, every point you make, it is just the shorter it is, the funnier. That one just left that hanging. Just, Boy. So hey, let me, let me just bust in this it. shit with my news story then. You going to make whoa, fun whoa, of me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm whoa. busting right in with a All right. Well, well, let's set it up. I hey, I'm, I'm going to set it up. I have a roving reporter pastor who has wants to take over right from the get-go and deliver a news story right from the get-go. So I'm excited about this. I, yeah. I, yeah. We'll see. I actually like it when you contribute. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We'll see. That takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I took a trip. Let, let me just give you some personal reflection. I took a trip to Rock Hill, As South is Carolina. The That's actually where journalism. I met Matt and Toby. That's basically where Emory was birthed out of. We all went to Winthrop University. I took my daughter to a gymnastic, uh, gymnastics meet at Winthrop University. And so my friend, Dumpy Sinclair, he's a friend of all of ours. I spent the night at his house, and he told me about a situation that happened at Winthrop University and I was reflecting on it today. And like Toby said, I realized, holy shit, I've got white privilege. So here's what happened at the Tillman building. So basically, Clemson, if you see pictures of Clemson, they're typically going to have their clock tower building. It's called Tillman. Winthrop has Tillman as well. And it's because Benjamin Tillman, a former governor and U.S. senator, had a huge hand in building <laughs> both of these universities. Well, during a protest at Winthrop University, students said they want the Board of Trustees to change the name of Tillman Hall, one of Winthrop's oldest and most prominent buildings, because its namesake was a notorious racist. Now, check this out. Tillman, who was South Carolina's governor in the early 1890s and U.S. senator until his death in 1918, was instrumental in both founding Clemson and Winthrop, but was also famous for his violent rhetoric against the state's black population as a supporter of lynch mobs. So this guy is kind of over-the-top racist, supporting violence against the African-Americans back in the day in South Carolina. He's a symbol of hatred, prejudice, and white supremacy. So here's my question. When I'm thinking about this story, they want that name change. Well, it seems to me that we need to go ahead and change the $2 bill, everything that Thomas Jefferson represents. We need to go ahead and change the stuff that Woodrow Wilson's name is on. In fact, I was listening to Revisionist History podcast, and they made a really good point because they were talking about kids at Princeton that were saying the same things about Woodrow Wilson's name 
And a lot of these black students were saying stuff and they were very emotional, but it was some pretty valid arguments. They were saying, look, you guys built this school on racism and it was on our backs. It was on the backs of slavery that we built this. But the narrator of the podcast, he said, hey, I agree with what these these students are saying, but the pushback is that they're also benefiting from education that was established by these white Americans. And so the, the challenge was, hey, if you really feel strongly about this, it seems like you would need to leave the school in protest saying, I don't want any part of this. So guys, where do y'all sit with this? Mm-hmm. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for just destroying my news. Right. But like, this I, is the most boring thing. Like, I literally prayed for death while you were doing your diatribe. <laughs> you wanted to die? Yeah, I, I hoped for death. I prayed for death. I asked God, the creator of all things, I asked him in a personal prayer, Lord, please end me because I can't handle this. Ask me what I did well, during this news story. I'm curious. Toby. Tell me about when did you discover that you wanted to die? <laughs> oh, okay, well, it was about, I would say, seven, I would say seven, eight seconds into when you started talking. I start. I went to the Lord. I said, Heavenly Father, Father Jesus, God in heaven, I ask you now to end my life. I People go through pain and suffering. I cannot handle it. I, I will admit, Father Jesus, that I'm weak. But I well, need to be ended. Can I tell you something that you're struggling with? Hell yes, you can. Hell you're, yes, you can. You're struggling with jealousy. And I don't no, fault you for no. it. It's just that, you know, if, right. if you can't, you know, a lot of times if you came into. You see, were struggling with jelly belly. <laughs> hey, Toby, can ask me what I did during Joey's news story. Man, what? How did what, I take it? What could you have done? I feel, Ma- what Ma- did you masturbated do, he liked it No, so I had the opposite point of view of Toby's. I, when Joey got in that story, I was delighted. I said, ooh, what a good time for a nap. And I went and laid down in the corner and I got an alarm clock, had to find somewhere to plug it in, plugged it in and set an alarm for a few minutes later and got some really good Z's because it it wasn't, it was only 30 or 40 seconds in when I realized it was completely impossible to listen to and going to be boring and everybody would be lost. Oh, Bryant is watching the Bad Christian Podcast. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Let's stop right there. Hey, you want me to come on? Bryant Gumbel, the only anchor that you know, like you don't know any, (laughs) I mean, Bryant Gumbel does, he only does sports on (laughs) HBO. (laughs) He doesn't do the news. He's not a news person. And you said Bryant Gumbel called like, hold on, hold on. I got to click over. Can, okay, who else? It's Connie Chung and Dan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Connie Chung hasn't Connie done the news Chung. in like 15, 20 years. Oh, shit. And Sean Hannity. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Sean. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I can't talk to you guys. Uh, they, what, they, what was the line? What was your last line to bring us into It's your quite story? an unorthodox form of journalism that Joey has. I'll admit that. Joey's final line was. So, what do you guys actually think about what's going on there? <laughs> All right. I, I, Lisa, I want to resurrect a little bit of this story and say it, it is very interesting in this day and age. Overall, I'm just generalizing here that something would need to be changed. For example, the same thing could be said about, you know, they. I don't know what's going to happen with the TV show Dukes of Hazard because it has the Confederate flag on the General Lee car. And yep. and so that, like Bill, Bill Cosby wanted to do away with Fat Albert because of the message it sent to black kids that they had to live in the slums and stuff. I mean, which is just, so crazy because Fat Albert was one of my favorite cartoons yeah. I've ever watched in my life. I loved it. But it, it, 
I just I wonder, are we uh, curating history now? Are we making history not real? Like, uh, like are we so scared that we might Joey mention racism? Like, you know, we're, we're we're taking away books out of libraries and stuff too. You know, I mean, like, uh, what is it? Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer. Uh, yeah, but, says the N word, and they're 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 people are frustrated with that. I'm just wondering, are we taking away our actual reality of mm-hmm. history? Like what what actually happened? Are we trying to say nope? We'll just it, it'd be is it and maybe it is better. Is it better to not know the truth in some ways? That's Matt, what do you really think? interesting because what you're talking about there is yeah, uh, uh, you know banning stuff is always weird, and what you're talking about in a weird way is like you're saying we're scrubbing that part out but thus we will remember it less like uh you'd almost think it makes more sense to keep it and be horrified by things as as a reminder of what of who we all are could be that sounds like sanctimonious what i'm saying i'm not that's a great point and that's what i I mean what do you want to do erase it right like can't we just understand that we're way better off as people, but right. there's people, I mean, but if you lived back then, it would have, you would have, it would have been normal to you at the time. And so to recognize that would only make sense to me to remember it, but I, at but least it's, so not, it's only it, like one right? click over where you go, but I've got heritage and I've got pride. That's, that's, is, that's obviously the, the sentiment that's being fought here is the one where you go, I love wade hampton boulevard he was a good general for our boys right. in the civil war when we were you know that that we still fly the confederate flag and this is our heritage and that's why we're keeping it so it almost feels to me like all we're doing is fighting those people well it just seems like there's there's where do you where do you draw the line if you're going to do that it seems like you need to doubt the validity of our country and the fact that it was in rebellion against a higher level of authority. And then we hmm. defeated Indians and ran them out of their lands. It's just like where so the sa- it, yeah, like so history you're saying, is that's flawed a good point too. and history is full of evil, crooked people. So I just, I, I'm, I'm torn with this. I just don't know, uh, well, I don't know I, yeah. what to do. Well, I would rather the truth. And here's the thing I think too, is that, okay, take the Confederate flag, for example, it does not need to fly at our state capitol. But oh, agree. If, if somebody wants to have it in their house and pay for it and all that stuff, okay, I don't, I, I might not agree with them. I might not think that it's right, whatever, but what you do in your own home. But at the same time, I don't want to wipe away the civil war. And, and I, I would think if I was in a minority, I wouldn't want, if, if I was a, a African-American, I wouldn't want to wipe it away because that's a part of my history. And if you take that away, there's something where it's like almost feels disrespectful to the, you know, uh, all the slaves got out of well, it. it worked so yeah. hard or, or escaped or fought against it and all that stuff like i want to honor that it's not just honoring slavery it's it's actually honoring that we got past that and that that was wrong you know what i mean like just that's just a side yeah. example so yeah. for instance the U.S. The, the united states running out the native americans um so in order to correct that you would have to nullify the united states itself Right. In a way like that, as if that would be the, the, the if you took the, that reaction to its logical end, you'd say, well, we just have nothing. We have to eliminate the United States as a bad, like the United States itself historically put through that specific reference frame. The United States has been a horrible actor in the world. That's all you could say 
if you took the, the strictest frame of that. They did this, they did that, and they did that. The United States is disqualified as a, as a unit. You'd almost have to say that if you, if you took it as far as you could. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's the thing. I don't think anybody, okay, for example, we obliterated, annihilated the American Indian, right? Right. But nobody's going to give up America. Like, if you live here right now, you're not going to go, okay, we'll hand it back. Like, right. that, that, that is a real thing. So it is irreparable, ir- irreparable. But at the same time, what I'm wondering is, why would we want to change history or not acknowledge how awful it was? Yeah, how right. terrible it was. All, yeah, it you was. Know, like, I mean, like, why would you want to uh, diminish that? Because I think that's actually the most disrespectful but thing. We if, if, did. A culture, if a culture and a race went through the worst thing in the history of the world, why do you want to erase it and say, no, that didn't, you know, we're just not yeah, going to talk re- about removing, it. Removing someone's name from a building isn't yeah, a yeah. history, I don't think. But here, here's a perfect No, example. but also at the same time, don't you think, though, that removing that, I mean, okay, for example, that guy Tillman probably spent a ton of his money to get his name there and ton of money to that college. And there's probably a lot of minorities that go to that college based on some of the money that that guy gave to create that college. So in no No, way am I saying that slavery or racism is good. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, if you just avoid it or get away at the same time, I think, what does that mean? It's almost a crazy part of American history that you can go like, and look, this is the building that they named after an incredible racist. Right. This is what, yeah. ha- like, that's almost yeah. amazing. I mean, like, you watch interest- Tom and Jerry, and and even if you watch the Dukes of Hazard, you go, what? Like, it's not that we're devoid of the information culturally around it. We, when we see Tom and Jerry, and they have, because the, they've scrubbed a lot of that and the General Lee with the Confederate flag, it's almost right. now when you see it, you're like, whoa, we used to be there. Yeah. Right, and if you scrub that, it's going to come back. Yeah, like if, if you just so. go, oh yeah, we're not really racist anymore. Then you're going to see racism start infiltrating our lives it's more and more. Like, not that it's gone, but I'm just saying it's just if you say, hey, don't ever talk about racism or don't ever talk about our history, then people just aren't going to talk about it. But they're still going to be racist. It's the same thing with Trump right now. It's there's a, not it's a there's not way more racist and way more KKK people in the world right now. It's just that people are talking about it and making it clear. Who's what? Who? What they are, or what they believe, or whatever. So the truth is, I would rather know a racist person and know their their whole deal than a than a person that's just and you'd rather and, like Derek Miner said. Do you yeah. want to know? You don't want a person that isn't going to give give you a job because they don't like the color of your skin, and but they would never say it. I'd rather a person say it. It's way easier to deal with a KKK member and say, "Man, that person's wrong. This is what they think. That's so messed up." That's awful. Let's face it head on. Then just avoid it and go, don't Absolutely. talk about racism. That That's I'll what's you, dangerous. I'll tell you an interesting example of all this are the plantations in Charleston because people talk about them <laughs> like, and they really are beautiful. I mean, just beautiful because they were rich white people that made right. these unbelievable places. And it's crazy. Like uh, Priscilla and I went to one that um, was on James Island because it was not open to the public through my whole childhood up into the eighties. There were people that rented out some of these houses that slaves lived in. And so they gave us a tour and everything. And I'm like, I am just so burdened by what happened on that property. And these are places where people get married at. So it is, yeah. it, there's like a very morbid irony in all this, that people get married at that's, plantations because man, they're so beautiful yeah. and the most vile history took place there. 
But do we burn those plantations down? I say we go, we enjoy how beautiful they are to the to our eyes. But, and, but and that then, lesson and then we reveal the mourn. It, yeah, and then mourn what happened there and let it burden us. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Man, Joey. Yeah, I think we have to reveal the tragedies. We have to tell the truth about how horrific, how awful things were. Like it would be the same thing as trying to go, well, you know what? Let's don't talk about uh the Holocaust. You know what I mean? That, that would be really right. bad. Let's not ever talk about Germans or, you know, whatever it might be. That, that is the danger. You can't do that because if you tell the truth, it actually can help the future. Anyway. Joey, you know, Joey, you know good, what? Good you fucking killed it, man. You did it, dude. I, honestly, really I'm good. very proud of you. I didn't I, see I did, it at first. I mean, that a fat, really bald-headed something. pastor brought it. <laughs> that what was I want really to say. something. A, just a, the dumbest, fattest, bald-headed <laughs> bastard, bastard pastor that I've ever known just brought the news, and I appreciate that. That's a real compliment I just gave you. All right, Toby, you got one. Well, let's take a break. Okay. I, I, think, we need a, a break. I think we need a break after what Joey just did. I think, I, I think we do, too. <laughs> it was profound. Joey, <laughs> let's, let's pay the bills. Let's pay the bills, my friend. All right, let's kick these bills out of the park is what we're going to do. So let me just tell you guys something. My wife is into picture. And so All I... Are. Oh, yeah, that's... Well, no, I don't think you're right about that, but most of them are. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So here's the thing. Did you like, so when we got this opportunity to check out Framebridge, which is what I'm about to tell you about, I was like, Priscilla, this is your dream come true. Here's the website. Here's the promo code. Just knock your, knock yourself out. And so this is, it just is so crazy how when tech, Technology is opening doors for people to become creative entrepreneurs. And this is just another example. You can download a freaking app to your phone, send a picture to the app, pick a frame, pick a a style that you want it framed in, and you get it sent to your door. So it's super easy to use. You go to framebridge.com. Like I said, you choose your frame or you let their designers help you choose, which is what we did. And we you know, definitely weren't disappointed. You can up, upload a photo from your computer or directly from Instagram. So easy. Pre- preview the photo online in the frame that you choose, and then you just get that bad boy in the mail for free. So instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, and seriously, I worked at one in high school, and you pay a lot of money. Their so prices, much. their prices start at thirty nine dollars. The shipping is free. So our listeners receive 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code BCPOD. So there's all sorts of options. I mean, Framebridge uses premium real wood moldings. You're, you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, they can do it. They can sell it cheap because it is cheap. No, acid-free matte board and foam board and their acrylic glazing will never shatter and protect your piece from harmful UV rays. I mean, this is top quality stuff. Happiness guarantee. Their expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item in days. So go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code BCPOD. Man, Christmas is coming up. Give a gift certificate to FrameBridge to someone and tell them about this. Or, you know, grandmas and grandpas, you know how they love pictures. Just get a picture of them grandkids, send it to FrameBridge, let them take care of it for you. FrameBridge.com, promo code BCPOD. Right on. All right, guys. It is holiday time again. And you know what? I'm not even going to say holiday. I'm going to say Christmas. I'm going to put Christ back in Christmas. Dang, you sure you want to do, <laughs> do it, boy? You sure you want to oh, do it? No, I got to do it. It's Christmas time again, and there is no, and I'm, 
I'm there right now. There's no worse feeling than having zero dollars. Okay, zero presents, that's awful, right? But what about having zero dollars to buy gifts for all your friends and family? That is a terrible feeling. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen, and I think I'm going to be okay. But I am a little bit concerned about that. But let me tell you guys about Zebit. What if I told you that you could buy what you need and pay for it over time with zero interest? zero credit check, zero fees, and zero cost to join. Zero is a funny number, but when it's zero on your end, having to pay out, that is so amazing. That's why I want to tell you about Zebit. At Zebit.com, shop millions of products and pay over time interest-free. And Zebit has a ton of great stuff, everything from Xboxes to toys to iPads to GoPros. Seriously. With access to millions of products at competitive prices, Zebit has it all. For holiday shopping, for Christmas shopping, there is no better option. At Zebit, buy what you need and then pay over time. If you work full-time, Zebit works for you. So here's what I want to tell you. Uh, Spread some cheer this holiday season, and with zero interest, zero fees, zero credit check, get your gifts on Zebit.com slash BC. That's Z-E-B-I-T dot com slash B-C. Zebit dot com slash B-C. You will not regret it. They make an awesome, awesome way for providing for Christmas, providing for the holidays, doing all those things. Zebit dot com slash B-C. All right. We'll get right back to it in a second, but there's something important that I want to remind everybody of, and that's wolves at the gate, wolves at the gate, wolves at the gate. One of the best bands out there. Wolves of the Gate is a band uh, that we've toured with a bunch in Emory. They're very good. Uh, I had Steve on Break It Down podcast recently, and we talked about how he constructs his songs, how he thinks about them, how he writes. Uh, he's a great dude, and that band is they're, they're something good. So I'm going to play you a song from theirs. I'm going to play you part of a song from theirs, and then I'm going to tell you some more details about their album. But they do have a new album out. It's right now. It's called Types and Shadows, and it's a a record of stories. Every song is a... I mean, they did it in an interesting way here. Every song is a different story from a different vantage point on here. So uh, here we go. I'm going to fade in part of this song. This This song is called War in the Time of Peace, Wolves at the Gate. Marching alone where I don't belong Tapping a log in the dark before the dawn Nothing is wrong, you're here I'm in the sound of the captain's call I'm grabbing my gear as I jump the wall Before, before my fall thoughts on steve and his voice how about his singing as a oh man it's just it really is pretty awesome i mean i have to admit like to have such a strong singing voice and screaming voice it's just you know all all, all that stuff that he does i mean hearing him live i'm just blown away like he hits 
notes that I can't hit. <laughs> He's no, a pretty awesome good. singer for sure. Okay, so vinyl, T-shirts, and a bunch of other merch. It's available at solidstate.merchnow.com. Very easy. Just go to solidstate.merchnow.com. And again, you listen to Wolves at the Gate's new album. It's called Types and Shadows. It's available right now. Uh, I think you already like it, so go check it out. All right. We're going to keep on moving. Joey hijacked my whole opening. He did. He got the whole thing. I had two stories for the beginning, and then Joey just hijacked it. So I'm making your highest rated news ever. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. He got deep. I thought he was great. All right. I'm changing things up a little bit. So I got a couple stories here for you guys. All right. This news story, um, I don't know how to set this up. I don't, I think there are times in our lives. No, I want to say one other thing too. It is really funny. We're three white guys and we always somehow end up talking about race. So we might not be the, the, the best, uh, you know, uh, people to, to, to hear from that. We talk about gay rights sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I just, I think this too, I, I think sometimes people identify a certain way and then feel like other people, when they identify a certain way, um, they think the other people immediately are against them or doing That's something true. negative. And, th- and in this case, this is a mom with breast milk. So here comes the story. <laughs> this is uh, the hard th- thing. This comes from yahoo.com. And, and the title of this creepy, creepy, creepy airport security embarrasses new mom over breast milk. Um, a nursing mom's uh, Facebook post went viral after airport security made a, a spectacle of her breast milk. Juliana Barrett recalls the screening officer squishing her breast milk in his hands, holding it up and commenting on how many ounces it was. People were walking by and staring, she wrote. The traveling mom had done her research. She knew she was allowed to bring prepackaged breast milk on a plane, but no amount of careful planning could prepare her for the for an insensitive and poorly trained staff member. In a now private Facebook post, Barrett shared her experience. It started with the TSA guy yelling about everything out of your pockets to everyone. I held the cooler bag and told him what was inside. He told me to put it on the belt anyways. It went through the scanner and I watched it see it. Patiently, I waited for the TSA screener guy to grab it. He ignored it until I finally pointed it out. He grabbed it, and after I told him what was inside, he asked me where my baby was because I don't think you can bring this on without your baby present. Uh, what? Why would I have all of this if my baby was with me? I let him know (laughs) I was traveling for work. He then opens the bag and proceeds to pull out my cold breast milk, all 21, squishing them in his hands, holding them up, and and commenting on how many ounces they are. People are are walking by and staring. I begin to tear up as he's handling my son's food and throwing them into a bin to be re-scanned. He makes comments that he's not sure I can bring all of it on the plane. Finally, a lady TSA agent comes over and tells him he doesn't need to do that. She tells him, I'm good to go. I'm dying. The milk is warming up. I still have six hours until I get home. His touching my breast milk was uncomfortable, creepy, and upsetting. That's such an intimate, private thing to me. I'd heard horror stories of milk being poured out. This is my son's food. All right. Do y'all think, what do y'all think about this story? I'm not even going to say yet, but what uh, do y'all think that she just got 
treated completely unjustly and that this was just creepy and weird and strange and bad. Well, yes. you know, you know, the Taliban is wait, trying wait, to make Joe, classics think, explosives yes. out of breast milk and shit. I mean, the the ISIS just that's yeah, that's their number about. one tactic, right? Yeah, you know, they used to. You know how sound- C four is in all the you know the the movies is yeah. for for the next couple of decades is with ISIS and the Taliban. It's going to be breast milk is going is just yeah, it's the explosive material smuggling deal for sure. Yeah, it's, it's the number one one. Joey, what were you gonna say? I was just going to say, it sounds like a combination of assholery as well as <laughs> ignorance. Like, I do think this guy was being a jerk, but I also think this is a, as a good chance this guy was never married to someone that nursed their young and just doesn't realize how personal and delicate of a thing that is. I mean, that's crazy. Holding up the breast milk and like, like I, I, I learned this when we had Rosa and she was young. Toby, you know who these guys are. Two two guys at the church that we worked at. They were like joking around, being like, "Oh gosh, we opened the refrigerator and there was like bags of milk and stuff." And I was shocked by how offended Priscilla was, and uh, to the point where they actually came back and apologized and all that. <laughs> Maybe Priscilla's overly sensitive with that, but I would say that's probably somewhat normal for people to at least be a little bit offended by. Whoa, whoa wait a second, this is gross so yeah i think i my skin started to crawl when you started describing what that guy was doing for sure yeah i totally am the exact opposite (laughs) i think i think this lady made a big deal out of nothing every single person that goes through tsa thinks it sucks and they have to take oh take off your belt i see old people and of course, when I see them standing somewhere and then they have to go back, I look at them. I don't know if I'm staring like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. And the way she words it is like uh, the yeah, guy's just yeah. taking the breast milk out and doing his job. Like it sucks. TSA is stupid. It's not worth anything. They haven't stopped any terrorist attacks <laughs> or anything like that. And all he's doing is going, well, this is liquid. So, I mean, anybody behind that lady that had water bottles, they had to go through the same thing, like throw them away. <laughs> Oh, he didn't throw them. He didn't throw the breast milk away, and I feel like she's being really overly sensitive because it's just what his job is. He didn't well, do anything it, crazy. It really he just said, well, I don't know if this can go through. And she, oh, I'm offended. You're making me. This is my child's food. How could you do this to my child's food? The guy's <laughs> just trying to do his damn job, right? Well, it depends. I mean, what we really don't know is like. His tone of voice when he said, "I mean, we don't know if he was like." Yeah, you kind of read it in a way that no, no, but, no, I mean, no, but I'm no, saying but you're you're reading it in a way that like how how she characterized him as creepy, right? But maybe, doing, but, he's creepy but, for but he touching. I mean, he has to touch the breast milk. He, he might have been. But you might. She might be a very over dramatic way she's writing it, but you don't know. Maybe that guy was like looking at her with his eyes. Oh, super yeah, he looked. He's like, yeah, yeah. People, oh, I mean, four and a half ounces. Oh shit, that's interesting. I, I didn't even four think about the whole liquid thing. Creepy. <laughs> Why was it creepy? Everything that I read you, in that just sounds like he goes, "Hey, I don't know if this can go through." I don't, and of course, he touched it. He had to. He had to take it out. <laughs> Could have been either way. I mean, she's like, my my milk is getting warm, and also, I mean, I've been super pissed off before when they went through and and looked at my sound gear. I'm like, it's just okay. This is just a cable for my microphone. This is my microphone. This is what yep. this is. This is just, you know, I mean, it's just, it's what happens. As it, guy, yeah. I don't think that guy was intentionally being creepy. So yeah, you, 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 it's only creepy because she said she had breast milk. I think you had bottles I think, of other stuff. I think you're bringing up some good points in support of <laughs> his, his potential 
uh, like maybe he's maybe he does have character and maybe he was just doing his job, but I still for sure think that that could have been humiliating for yeah, but I mean, what that's just diff- okay, that, that's what i'm saying maybe he didn't do anything what? wrong but for her to be humiliated i'm certainly not going to say she no, should but what humiliated. did he do that humiliated her that's what that, that's how you know that this story is dude, a little you, biased dude, what you, did he do you could easily like if he was in that situation he could have easily been like oh wow this is a bunch of breast milk let's hey can can we go off to the side like that, that definitely is no, no, what, but you're reading it that way because she set it up that way. You don't get to hear his side. What if well, he I mean, said you hey, read it that way? No, no, that, yeah, because that's the way that's her exact words. My take on it was this lady's super sensitive. She's a new mom. She's kind of overreacting. And this guy goes, Hey, listen, I don't know if all this milk can go on here. I mean, because have you ever been able to take a water bottle on? Right. What, it, what liquid, yeah, do you, fact- what, what liquid does Joey or Matt or Toby has have we ever taken onto a plane since 9-11? Nothing. There's that, a big that was his time throwing away. The, he didn't do anything crazy. He just said, hey, we're gonna have to rescan this. There's and a then big another difference. person who might have been a superior yeah. officer goes, okay, let's let this through. So it's a big difference in uh insensitive and creep, though. That's what right. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she, this guy was being creepy, and that taints the story to make it seem like he's an asshole. Oh my gosh, just let that woman through. But then if that lady goes through and a bomb blows up on the plane. That guy goes to jail for not doing his job. Or <laughs> for, he's the again, worst person. He's Bartman. Bombs. He's the worst human on earth. You know what I mean? Like it's awful. Like he has to do his job. I mean, he just does. Like what? What was he supposed to do with a ton of liquid? Now I want to read that story again. <laughs> just I, if you read it a different I, way. Maybe I want you. Okay, I got one more story for you guys. Y'all ready for this? Yes, I am ready. All right, roving reporter Matthew Uri Uriz Uriz. U-R-I-Z. How would Matt say that name? U-R-I-Z. Matthew U-R-I-Z. I I appreciate that you've used me as the barometer. Well, I can't trust Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Uriz is what Joey would say. Uriz. 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 Okay. Uh, And this comes from, that last story is from Yahoo, and this comes from Metro.com, I think is what it is. Metro News. Um, Husband uses drone to catch his wife cheating on him. Nice. Then shames her online. Nice. Nothing like a good shame story. A husband believes he he has caught his wife cheating on him using a camera on a drone to catch her out. He's now uploaded the footage to YouTube with a commentary that shows his anger and heartbreak at the collapse of his 18-year marriage. 18 years. He wrote, used my drone to catch my wife cheating again. Meeting a guy at the local CVS. That's where cheaters meet. <laughs> so, but well, if you're going to cheat, where do you meet? I've well, never thought about that before. It used like, to do you be meet Revco. at a grocery store, yeah. McDonald's. Like, where do cheaters, they don't, did they always meet at a hotel? Yeah. We, in the 80s, it was Revco. Yeah. And now it's Eckers. CVS. Eckers was like the big hookup spot. Now it's CVS and, and Walgreens. She had been getting called in early. She had been getting called in early to work more often than past than the past couple of weeks. And then I got a call from someone telling me something's going on. I tried to follow her a couple times prior, but both times she went to work. Uh, so I'm not sure if she was getting tipped off or I was just unlucky. Unlucky. So I took the drone up and that worked. So basically, he called his wife. He took a drone up in the air and followed her all the way to awesome. CBS where he caught her cheating. Now, my question is, 
is this going to be some kind of law passed soon? Because they're already getting a little bit crazy on drones and stuff like that to where you won't be able to use this technology to catch people? Or Nonsense. is there no way to go back and cheaters are in big trouble? Like, Matt, you've said that in the, in, in the past episodes that lying's going to – everybody, oh, yeah. everything's going to come out in the future. Like, yeah, there's no there's way no to get around back. it. No, is that no really the back. case? Like, with drones, with technology – uh, is it's it going to be everything's out in the open or will there be laws passed where your privacy is respected and you can still get away with doing bad things? No, it's uh, it's there's definitely no going back. You can slow it and people will. You can resist it and people will. But you, this is a one way ticket, man. I mean, you're going to know more about people. There's no there's there's zero blips on the radar of for thousands of years of, you know, more and more and better and better about the people around you. That's a yeah. one-way ticket, right? That's not going to change. Right. And so if we can accelerate even further with technology, then of course you're going to know more about your person because as even as a species, you're just perceiving the rest, you know, threats and dangers and looking out for yourself. So the more possible information you can gather about those around you, you're just going to continue to do so. And if technology aids that, then that's what's going to happen. But you're going to know if they're lying or not. But by social constructs and technology, you're going to know if people are telling the truth. You're going to know what their intentions are. You're going to you're going to understand all that stuff about people. The the farther and farther you go on, there's just no reason to fight it. I don't see any reason to fight well, it at well, all. Well, Joey, as a pastor, and I just I guess I want to ask the question morally. Do you think that guy? kind of lost some of his morals like he might have been morally wrong following his wife because if she wasn't cheating he was actually invading her privacy or doing something against what you know her her right to freedom i guess do you think morally that guy was in the wrong or or it's a good thing that he was able to catch her with technology didn't you say that he humiliated her by putting he posted it online yeah yeah i i would say I would say catching and doing anything to catch her. I, I I feel like, hey, if you're in a marriage and you don't want to be caught, then don't cheat. Like just just or come right out and say. So do you think it's okay that you? you I mean, like to you, try to bust her. I think it's totally okay to try to use that and humiliate. That's where I think you have to draw the line and just come on, chill out. I know you're mad. That and everything. Though, like, I mean, is it okay for you to send a drone up and follow Priscilla every day? If you just think, yeah, she's been acting just a little weird. That's like, totally well, okay. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, mean, that, I think you just kind of have a jacked up marriage at some point. If you can't trust little things like that. So if, if what if Priscilla tells you, you know, on at, on the iPhone right now, you can do share my location and you tell Priscilla, you go, Hey, what, just go ahead and share your location with me all the time. So I can see where you well, are just I, in case. And I, I she think, goes, and what if Priscilla a, goes, a big, actually, I'm not going to do that. I will not share my location with you. How do you take that? Yeah, there's a there's a big jump here, though, because I think that you guys are making a good point, honestly. There's a lot of relationships, though, to where, like, that guy should have just been able to say, hey, I'm I'm a little bit, like, the fact that he couldn't just come out and say, hey, I'm a little bit weirded out by some of your behavior. Please just put my mind at ease. I mean, that just shows that their relationship is kind of jacked. Like if I had any suspicions about Priscilla, I would just come right out and say, look, I know this is going to sound crazy, but put my mind at ease and tell me that you're not cheating on me. You say, Priscilla, 
I need with your wild brain. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought, yeah, Priscilla has to be cheating on me? <laughs> your brain can go crazy places. No, my my mind did go crazy to think that. Uh, especially, I remember a situation when we were engaged. I thought that she liked someone else, and I mean, it was just completely irrational. She was just being nice to somebody, but no, I never thought she was cheating. Matt, Matt, you've never had a thought like it, it. Bridget could have been cheating your entire relationship, dating, engagement, everything. You never even once thought that, right? Yeah, that is her business. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, I would say that the jealousy is, I think, very. It's. I think it was like. I think feel a lot. I think it's age based somewhat. So I think there's some testosterone connection yep. and hormonal. Like there's a time from. 20 mid 20s or something where you're pretty jealous and then later you're not as much but you know i mean i you know i, I guess i can get jealous uh, but i'll give bridget credit i don't i, I trust her really pretty good I, I give her credit for that i trust her pretty good and i don't worry about it at all to tell you the truth yeah i, I i've i'm trying to think in our marriage i don't think i've ever thought Jess, I'm probably gotten jealous a couple times, you know, just like maybe she yeah, was nice to a guy or something like that. And that's my only insecurity, but you're right. I used to be a very jealous kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I used to seriously think, uh, you know, with, with girls and stuff, I was super <laughs> jealous. And I think you're right, man. It's some <laughs> kind of testosterone really. young thing, but more than the testosterone, I think it might in fact be uh, trying to uh, say what, what your property is. That's, awful not good but like saying yeah. oh well this is mine or this is what i have or i have th this relationship is, i can make these boundaries and this is what it is more than you know just testosterone alone but yeah i can see that but this guy he maybe he you know in his defense he maybe he did try maybe she just lied you know cheaters lie in the future you're just gonna count on it you just count on it in the future there'll be drones following you so act as if i mean that's just the what's gonna right. be is my point i mean it's gonna get really crazy like like uh, let me ask you all that question do y'all really think that with the future technology that lying and cheating will go away or we'll just get smarter and figure out ways around it? The only thing that's weird about that is there could and can be technology to like understand what other people think, yeah. but it gets kind of confusing when the person by mental illness or narcissism or, you know, psychopathy believes the thing they're saying. That's yeah. the kind of the technological barrier is you you can do a lie detector, but it's different to do a lie detector on somebody that doesn't believe it's a lie kind yeah. of a thing. So the right. human psychology may always have hidden stuff. Like what people are doing may not may not be black and white to translate to what they're doing and what they're saying. Um yeah. there there may always be hidden motives there that, that are just unknowable because the person themselves doesn't know it. Might yeah. be a barrier to that. All right, cool. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the movie Minority Report. That's even a step further. Right. Yeah, totally. That is a great movie, by the way. I'm, it kind of makes me want to watch it. All right, that's the damn news. Thank you guys so much. I, I did want to say a couple of things. One, I am doing the True Man Experience on uh, December 3rd in Seattle and December 4th in Portland. Hit me up at tobybadchristian at gmail.com if you want to come or if you have a living room, I can host in. I sure would appreciate that in both locations. Um, also, we are doing the Seattle Christmas party on December 7th. Is that right, Matt? December 7th? No, December 11th. I'm sorry, December 11th. I'm flying. Yeah, people are December flying in. December 11th in Seattle, and then we'll be in the West Coast the rest of the time. Yeah, BC Pod Live. So come out and see us in, in uh, Portland and down in California. 
Uh, where can they go to find tickets Bad and buy Christian. tickets? Com, you'll see it. All right. Tight. Joey, you got anything to promote? Uh, yeah, I talked to you, y'all's kids on Pastor With No Answers for a Thanksgiving special. I thought it turned out pretty good. They were all funny. Yeah, it turned out really good. I wrote uh, the new latest badass, the Unstoppable Badass podcast is the farthest I've gone. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten, it's really funny. Most people have written me. I, I didn't know what to expect. And people said, this is the funniest episode you've made so far. So I'm pretty excited about that too. Sweet. And Matt, you got a killer. Well, I don't know if you want to announce your guest that's coming up soon, but Matt, break it down. Matt's got some killer guests in the future for sure. Yeah, I'm always afraid to announce any guests because I do my show live. So I'm afraid if right. I cancel, that's that. So I'll All save right. this one until I really confirm it. But All I got right, a cool. really exciting one coming up. All, All right. right. Peace. Bastards. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.